The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with ChemX Materials, trades under the code CMX. Last sale was at 12 cents for a market cap of just under $12 million. Now, ChemX Materials uh, is, uh, just think of it as a uh, high purity materials play uh, that's uh, plugged into the, uh, the battery thematic. Uh, specifically uh, battery manganese play in South Australia and a high purity alumina uh, play in Western Australia. Now when I say play, I don't mean as in play around in the uh, the garden. I'm, I'm talking about serious projects, uh, one near Kimber, which is the battery manganese one, and the HBA one in uh, WA involves the uh, establish, establishment of a plant that will lead to uh, qualification of foreign material for the uh, battery space. Now we've got uh, Mark Tory, the MD, to give us a rundown on what the company's up to and what to look out for, uh, look forward to in the future. Now Mark's a, a fairly recently arrival to the company, but he uh, is fairly well known in uh, mining circles. But uh, we'll get uh, Mark to uh, give us a bit of a background on himself, and then we'll kick off into the projects themselves. So with that, g'day Mark, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hi Barry, thanks very much. Um, glad to be here. Bit of background on myself. Um, I've joined Chemex um, based on the thematics, as you've said, in relation to the battery material space. Um, very interesting time for the company. Um, I've moved in from Northern Minerals, um, which is a rare earth company. I was CEO there um, for the last uh, couple of years um, and was CFO there for eight years before that. So I'd spent 10 years there. Um, built a pilot plant um, at Northern Minerals up in the Kimberleys. Um, in a flow sheet that's um, very similar to what the flow sheet will be for our high purity manganese. Um, prior to Northern Minerals, I was with a gold company, Crescent Gold, as well as spending time in some large companies at Anglo-American and Homestate Gold. A very solid background for uh, the pathway that Chemex is going down now. Let's talk about this high purity manganese project on the Eyre Peninsula in South Australia. Uh, there was a lot of exploration there by others in 2005, 2013, uh, to 2013. So a very advanced project, and the company's been drilling and uh, all leading up to a maiden uh, resource estimate, I understand. So just give us a background on the project, where it's at, and where you see it going. Yeah, thanks, Barry. Look, an exploration target was put out last year based on some historical data and drilling um, on the project, um, and that target was somewhere between 21 to 35 million tonnes at, at between 7.5% manganese and 10.1% manganese. The drilling program we started in January this year was some infill drilling um, to enable us to then put um, that data into, into a resource. The drilling program was complete um, in March and we've been waiting for assay results to come back. Um, currently, we've had two lots of, of assays that we've come out to the market to announce, waiting for our last lot. Currently. The, in relation to the results, um, they've been been really good. Um, there's a there's a number including you know eight meters at 
at 18.5%, six metres from another 18% over both of these lots of results. Um, once all the results are, are in, we will then send them to CSA Global, who will be doing our resource and hope to get that resource out prior to the end of June. Now, in the past, it's been, it was being advanced on the basis of being a direct shipping manganese ore sort of project. But you guys are going down the high-purity manganese sulfate monohydrate, so HPMSM, um, which is the high-value end of the business. T- tell us a bit about the plans that the company's uh, advancing there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for, for the direct shipping manganese, I mean, you're usually looking at somewhere between 30 to, to 40% manganese in relation to direct shipping for, for the steel industry. Mm-hmm. The resource that we'll have um, on site will probably be around the you know 8 to 10%, um, and that can then go into a flow sheet, which will be a simple beneficiation and hydromet process, which will obviously upgrade that to four nines HPM, we're calling it, so trying to simplify it to the market <laughs> rather than HPMSM, um, which then obviously goes an essential part of the lithium ion battery cathode materials, which provides density and, and battery stability and, and reduce costs in those batteries. And it's and it's really an essential material for all major battery chemistries these days. I understand too that it's uh, uh, manganese is looked upon as a, uh, given the chemistry changes uh, in, in batteries ahead of us, that uh, it's an increasing commodity use in batteries? Yes, absolutely. Um, as the batteries are being developed, um, because of uh, the energy density and the battery stability, and um, there's there's a greater percentage of manganese being put into these into these cathodes. So, just again, the likely timing on the maiden uh, resource estimate is roughly when? Uh, it'd be before the end of June this year. Before the end of June, okay. Ahead of it being released, of course. I was just wondering, uh, are you expecting to reach critical mass for your future plans? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, based on the results we've got to date, and just remember, we've only been looking at less than a third of the of the total um, strike length of of the deposit mm. and you know i'm hoping to get somewhere around the vicinity of approximately 10 million tons at around eight to ten percent um which is well within our exploration target look and and if we got that that would be the equivalent of around let's say roughly 20 years of what we would want to do for a for a production schedule. Now, not all manganese is suitable for the uh, HPM. Um, what work have you done at uh, the project to uh, confirm that you, you've got a HPM project on your hands? Yeah, look, we've been doing lab scale test work, um, both on the beneficiation and the hydromet side um, for the manganese. Um, and, and that test work has been very positive. Um, so we just keep building that up to a stage where we can look at commencing a, a PFS for a pilot plant, probably some stage at the end of the, the second half this year. And just to give investors a bit of a feel, are you able to give us, uh, you know, what's a, a ton of uh, 30 40% concentrate shipped off uh, value-wise compared to what, you know, HPM is worth? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> short, short, short answer. Uh, look, and, and I, I know it's flippant, but... The reality is, in relation to these, it re- will revolve around your um, offtakes that you'll have directly with with suppliers. Mm-hmm. So I guess in in that regard, you know, we we signed a an MOU with a company called C4V um, just recently. Um, C4V is a global leader in lith- lithium-ion battery technology, and is involved in some of the world's largest gigafactory developments, including here in Australia. Um, and for, and the reason we did that is to to enter the qualification process 
um, for our company's uh, HPM project and work towards a potential offtake with them. For any battery material supplier, entering qualification is actually the first important step to ensure the company is able to meet the specific requirements of battery chemistries. A C4V, there are... Are they a listed company or are they independent? Uh... No, they're, they're, they're a private US company. Right, and their, their specialisation is what, intellectual property around battery chemistries? Isn't Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. And tell us, the uh, the MOU contemplates, what, a growing relationship between the two companies? Correct, yeah. It's, it's a pretty open relationship in relation to working towards the offtake. Um, and, and any other assistance along the way. Um, it's really, as I said, to get that qualification process underway. Now, the, the whole battery space in the opening months of uh, this year, there's been a you know, bit of a downturn. Prices in lithium particularly have come off what were fantastic highs to just fantastic prices anyway. But I'm just wondering how you see that whole battery space evolving as uh, years ahead. The battery space, if you believe the, the thematics around um, electric vehicles, the battery space has just got to keep growing. And obviously, with political tensions with China, etc., there's looking to be a supply chain outside of China. So the only the only way this battery industry can can go is grow. And whether that's growth in Australia or growth through North America, Europe, it, there's going to be growth. Um, and obviously, with growth um, comes either regular pricing or uh, or increased pricing. Now, just on uh, C4V again, uh, US sort of based, um, and we've seen a big change in the Americans' approach to what you were just discussing then, uh, particularly with this uh, US Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, do you see that as a bit of a game changer potentially for projects like your own? The IRA is a huge game changer for, for everyone in the in the battery space and, and the permanent magnet space as well, you know, in relation to, to EVs, uh, you know, that. The US is is leading the charge in relation to getting these um, financed, and the reality is the Australian government's really got to got to get on board. And if they want to see the industry stay in Australia, um, they need to get uh, get their funding right uh, to make sure that companies like ourselves actually stay here and and the technologies don't go overseas to where the funding is. There's uh, Air Peninsula, not known to many as a mining province. There is a, a big copper project there owned by Rex Minerals that's uh, being advanced. What's it like as a part of the world to uh, operate in? Uh, look, it's great. I'm, I'm actually heading over there um, this afternoon to catch up with some environmental guys to, to look at starting our um, baseline studies uh, for environmental to look at getting a mining lease on the property. And it's obviously a, a couple of year process to get that done. Um, look, we're on farmland, so we're obviously dealing with farmers over there, um, which is a which is very different to what I've been used to um, up in the Kimberley. Um, but it's great. There's um, there's some great support in the community um, for for a potential project to to go there, um, and we're just going to continue those relationships and make sure we keep building on them. Now, I mentioned at the opening that um, well, uh, battery uh, manganese is. Uh a big part of the story. You, of course, uh, well known for your HBA project in WA. What's the latest there? Yeah, look, we're continuing to run our micro plant in O'Connor uh, here in WA, uh, which is to optimise the process under continuous operation to look at achieving uh, four nines production quality, uh, which we were able to do at a lab scale and create samples again for qualification with with potential customers process itself that we've got within the micro plant is very close to 4N. 
and requires really high detection limits. You know, we've recently commissioned an internal laboratory with, um, with high purity analysis equipment to increase our speed of turnaround and improve detection limits to parts per billion. Uh, this will also assist when we're, we're looking to further progress our testing to a five nines product. The, the process itself, the HPA process uses a, a widely available chemical feedstock. It's basically scalable, modular, it's independent of any mine production and we'll be able to produce uh, different product specifications for, for individual customer needs. So the future for that project will be what's uh, confirming four nines production and then seeking qualification with HPA uh, end users. Yep, so within the micro plant, when, when we achieve the four nines, we'll then uh, look at building a pilot plant uh, in O'Connor in, in, in the warehouse where we are at the moment, um, which should be in, this, in the second, start building that in the second half of this year. And while the pilot plant will be operating, getting that towards four nines, our micro plant will be working towards the five nines. Okay, so again, with this one, there's some uh, particular IP around the process. Yes, correct. We've got a patent uh, that's been lodged in relation to the, to the HPA process. And how do you see the HPA market uh, evolving? Oh, look, again, it's 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 similar. I mean, there's there's a number of different markets for, for the HPA. So it, it's used as an essential coating of, of separators in the lithium-ion battery. Mm -hmm. um, but, but when we get to the five nines, it's also a synthetic sapphire for LED, microchip, semiconductors, etc., Mm. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of uses for it and, you know, those uses, as, as you can hear from what they are, they're only going to, again, increase in demand over time. So, you know, can see the, the market for those increasing as well. Now, uh, obviously well advanced uh, in two key project areas there, both of uh, real interest to the investor base, but I'm just wondering the market cap, uh, 11.6 million at the moment. What is it you think that will need to happen for the market to uh, get on board and re-rate the stock for either the manganese or the HBA? Well, I think I think it's you know a bit of both. You look at you look at both. I mean, we're concentrating on the manganese and keep working on the HPA. But for us, to me, what I want to do is make sure you know coming in as basically new leadership is to put to the market what we want to do. Um, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Um, deliver on on what I've said I'm going to do, so that the, there's the belief in the marketplace that the company will will continue to hit their goals, and um, just deliver on what we're doing. And that's all we can do is just keep delivering, keep delivering, keep delivering on what we're promising to do, um, to keep moving us forward to try and get um, into production as early as possible on both the the HPM and the HPA. That's an interesting one because if that manganese project was in WA somewhere and fairly remote, they tend to be in WA, yeah. uh, I would argue that you'd probably have a market cap uh, multiple of what it is currently. So it's just an education process, I guess. Yeah, and that, that's the funny thing because where it is in South Australia, the beauty of it is that it's only an hour and a bit drive from um, the, the property to uh, Wayella. Mm -hmm. Wayala has, you know, existing infrastructure um, there in relation to building a hydromet plant, um, you know, so and as well as, you know, existing staff, people, you know, and, and looking at putting a hydrogen plant in there again, because green, you know, being green is also very important. So, you know, it, it, we're actually in a very good space where we are compared to being in remote WA 
and I agree with you, it's frustrating that the market cap doesn't show it. Although I guess we, we have seen a, an endorsement of the project from uh, CVC4V. Yeah, correct. And we're going to continue to keep going down this path. I mean, the, 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 the reason why we're focusing on the manganese is that's where we're getting uh, questions and queries from OEMs in the market, etc., that because that's where they're they're seeing the technologies going in the battery space. Okay, now we might be repeating ourselves here, but just to finish up, we'll wrap it up for investors, and if we can, give them a feel for what they should be looking out for in coming months. Yep, we're looking to get our um, last lot of assay results out in the next week or two. Um, that to flow into the um, the initial resource um, for uh, Jamison Tank um, in the Air Peninsula. Uh, in South Australia, so we're looking for that, you know, before the end of June. We're continuing our lab test work on um, our manganese, uh, both on the beneficiation and the hydromet. So we should see some um, some results around that, as well as some results coming out on our micro plant from the HPA. Um, you know, to to let the market know when we can hit the four the four nines, and obviously looking at starting. Um, the pilot plant in the second half of the year in relation to the HPA and a pre-feasibility study in relation to a pilot plant for the HPM. Well, there we go, folks. No messing around by a very lightly capitalised company, I'd argue, with uh, two key projects to keep an eye on, all plugged into uh, you know the biggest thematic out there, the, the uh, battery revolution, changing the world, electrification of everything. So with that, Mark, thanks for your time today. Uh, interesting story. We'll be watching with interest. Thanks very much, Barry. Cheers. Cheers.